What's up guys, welcome back. You are listening to Through Brown Eyes and I am your host, Ali Ball. Today's topic is important to me because although legally I am too young to have my vote count, this is my way of encouraging you to not let this incredible privilege go to waste. In 2024, I will be 19 and I will finally be able to vote in my first presidential election. I cannot wait for this. I've cared about politics for as long as I can remember. Having family discussions about them was just a normal part of conversation. Although, I don't remember the actual election in 2008. I mean, I was only three. I do remember how this was a topic that was discussed at home and even at preschool. Everyone was excited to have our first black president. At the time, I truly did not understand the great significance this held. Four years went by, and by 2012, I was a whopping seven years old, and I was ready to take on the world. No joke. I really cared. I asked questions, watched the debate, and really had opinions on candidates and issues. Yes, at seven, I was interested in politics. I was ready to vote. Well, at least I thought I was ready to vote. On election night, my parents didn't let me stay up to watch the results. So bright and early that November morning, I rushed into my parents' room and asked excitedly if Obama had won. I recall wondering how the other side felt. I asked my mom if those who voted for Romney were mad. That is how I pronounced Romney. I don't remember the whole conversation, but I remember my mom talking about when the election is over, we have to come back together and become united because in the end, we are the United States. Then we spent time that day talking about the Pledge of Allegiance, since this was something I was familiar with and did daily in school. My mom broke it down to something like this. I pledge allegiance to the flag, allegiance, loyalty, and commitment of the United States of America and to the Republic. A republic means we the people choose others to make laws for us, which explains the of the people for the people. For which it stands, one nation, we are all one country and are proud of it. Under God, believe in a supreme being, indivisible, the country cannot be split into parts. This is so important, with liberty to be free and justice, fairness for all, each and every person in the country, you and me. So my mom and family still had faith that these words were true. I want to stop and give some credit to my parents who are white. See, they took time to learn a lot of black history and culture before adopting. Then they kept learning and growing and changing as we grew and time passed. So at that point in time, we really hadn't delved into the topic of racial justice. They openly admit it took years for them to see white privilege and to step beyond their preconceived ideas on race. They also admit that they are still learning and cannot ever stop learning. So now my family all agrees that this pledge, as well as the national anthem, does not represent what we see in America. Liberty and freedom does not exist for everyone, and that justice is something that is not equal for all races. So this is something that we must fight for, work to change, because we all want those words to ring true. So many of us have been speaking out, marching in the streets, and trying to be heard on this topic. We all know change needs to happen. We are using our voices to make a difference. In order for the big changes to happen, laws need to be written or rewritten, 
New policies need to be in place. The systematic racism that pollutes our judicial system needs to be dismantled. Friends, the way to make sure these changes happen is to vote in people who will fight for racial equality, who will fight to make real lasting changes. At the final presidential debate, when asked what he would say in his inaugural address, if elected, former Vice President Biden stated, I will say I'm an American president. I represent all of you, whether you voted for me or against me. And I'm going to make sure that you're represented. I'm going to give you hope. We're going to move. We're going to choose science over fiction. We're going to choose hope over fear. We're going to choose to move forward because we have enormous opportunities. Enormous opportunities to make things better. I paused and listened and took it all in. Because this personally was so encouraging. Because for the last four years, I have not felt like we've been led by someone who represented me. I was not given hope. I do not feel like things have gone better. I feel like the current president has shown us that he is not for everyone. He name-called Americans he didn't like or agree with. He refused to give words of encouragement and hope to hurting and scared black Americans. He continually took sides, making us feel very divided, not united. I only have to wait four more years to get to vote in a presidential race. If I would have been born a few generations earlier, I would not have been allowed to vote because of the color of my skin. For decades, even though it was legal for black people to vote, they would do everything possible to not allow it to happen. They would use a number of tactics, such as making people take a literacy test, having polling taxes. They had laws saying you had to own property. Often blacks were beaten or killed. This would scare and intimidate others from even attempting to vote. Yet don't be fooled. Voter suppression is still taking place today in our country. There are areas that have reduced polling places in low-income and minority neighborhoods. Some have no way to get to these voting places. Others have to stand in lines for hours just to cast their vote. There are those who are trying to make people afraid of the vote-by-mail system. This is another scare tactic denying the minority and low-income people easy access to their constitutional right to vote. Many have to choose between standing in line for hours to vote or going to their jobs that day or taking care of their children. Losing their job to vote is a risk many cannot afford to take. They don't have deep bank accounts to support them. They count on every single dollar to pay the bills and put food on the table. This is not a choice or risk anyone should have to take. Voting should be easily available to all. Please help your friends and neighbors to make sure they are able to cast their votes. Maybe this means watching their kids, or giving them a right to vote, or dropping off a, dropping off a ballot for them. Every single vote is important. When I learned that in the 2016 presidential election, less than 56% of eligible voters casted their vote, I was shocked and a little nauseous to be honest. Voting for president is important. But equally important is voting for your state, county, and city officials. Big changes have to start small and often come from the bottom up. So take the time to read your voters' pamphlet, learn about those running, and vote for people who you think can best represent you in the years to come. Author and activist Laun Un says, Voting is not only our right, 
it is our power. When we vote, we take back our power to choose, to speak, and to stand with those who support us and each other. Friends, it is time to take back our power. It is time to stand together. I'm eagerly awaiting my chance to exercise my right to vote. And so many are literally doing nothing, wasting this amazing privilege. Please, please make your voice be heard. Go out and vote. I'm Allie Ball. Thank you for listening to Through Brown Eyes. I hope to continue to amplify voices and bridge the gap to equality. Please like, follow, and share.